Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. Today is episode seven. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Can you imagine? It's I always miss Sorry. Wow. And we'll be talking about career progression today. Um, would everybody like to introduce themselves? I'm Natalie. I'm Toz. Chantel. And we've got our lovely guest, Aset. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name's Aset. You I'm just a career changer. It. Oh, well, yeah, you did well. actually. I was thinking, <laughs> what are you doing? You didn't even introduce yourself. <laughs> so, right. Who are you? you? Maybe you did. Oh, guys. No. My name's Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the quote of the day today is all great achievements require time. I think it's kind of fitting for this because I feel like career progression is an achievement. And I think sometimes people think it comes quicker than other things. And sometimes it does take a bit of time to get through it and go through it. And um, it's not just a quick, easy thing that happens tomorrow. I'm going to progress. And for some people in certain career paths, it takes years and years and years. So I think it's really important that people understand that it does take time it takes different aspects of different people coming to help you different things all Mm -hmm. types of things for it to actually work out so yeah i'm really happy that we're talking about career progression today because currently i'm studying to be a careers advisor Mm -hmm. so hopefully that'll be done by next year and i'll be a qualified careers advisor and i can help everyone out that that aspect um if we just take a minute here to just snip it, put in the town halls um, and everybody can have a listen to what the lady said at the town hall. Sometimes I think like um, there's always a mixture with career progression because it's like it's not just about how much you push yourself. It's about if you actually have someone backing you. And that is something that, you know, this is why, again, it's like work twice as hard, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that because I realise that I've seen people who are like basic with mm-hmm. a capital B, like because they've got someone like in their corner yeah. for whatever reason, that person, it doesn't even have to be like a, you know, a sexual dodgy thing. That person has just decided that they, they take they, a liking they've taken a liking to them and they can get, you know, they can get pushed forward. And I think that sometimes that's why black women struggle because what happens in my industry is that literally, you know, you see like a middle-class guy come in, um, he sounds how like the head of the team would have sounded when he was his age, similar experience, similar backgrounds. So he looks at that person and is like, you know, he reminds me of me. The same way you would look if you were doing an interview and you saw a young black woman who yeah. was similar to you, similar background, came from a similar era, possibly went to your school. The same way you would feel in that situation, like they feel. And then you just see people like, oh, he's so good, or anything, anything they do. It's like, you know, you see a, a parent with a toddler, oh, my child rolled over. <laughs> I don't have kids, so when I see a baby roll over, I'm like, yeah, and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I know when I have my own child and I see my baby roll over, I'm sending it to all of you, and you better like it, <laughs> and put it on Instagram, and you better be like, wow. Did you, see, did you see what I mean? And it's like, you see people who are so basic and mediocre being worshipped, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's like, how do we, as black women, you know, get ourselves into those positions where we have people on side. And it's like, it's difficult because you don't want to be in a situation where then you have managers like, oh, you're different. Like, you're not like all those other Negroes. Mm. But in the same breath, you kind of need that because you need someone to have your back who's going to go out on a limb for you and put you forward for things that maybe you want 110% ready for. Like, you need that sponsor, that support. And I think... That is what holds black women back from career progression because we think as long as we're good, as long as we've been working hard, as long as we've been putting in the hours, we should get it. But we're never going to have that 45 degree line where it's just always upwards because 
that line is always propped up by our support behind the scenes, support that isn't just by that. Everyone's seen it like this person at work, blatant, you know, basic Becky, just getting all the support. Everyone loves her, everything she does. So, mate, oh, Becky's so wonderful. You know, oh, did you see this? Oh, goodness. And she came up with this. And you're just thinking, she made a basic comment or she circulated a basic thing. Yeah, Chill out. Guys, it's like, <laughs> it's like the bar is so low for them. <laughs> I think for me, I feel like I, I have to. I have to play the game. I have to, um, the bosses where I work and pretty much everywhere I've worked have all been white male and um, I've just had to make them like me. So I go down the pub with them and I'll get around in and I'll sit and drink and just do. And because of that, I've always been backed by white males, fortunately, Mm -hmm. because they're the ones that have affected, even the position that I'm in now was kind of someone that I knew and it helped me to get through the door. And yeah, so that's unfortunately it. You do have to play the game and go the extra mile to become their friend. Whereas Becky doesn't necessarily have to be their friend. So she just gets it her. anyway. There's love her anyway because she just walks in the office and just smells like roses. Um, <laughs> I have to really play the game and I've had to become their buddy. And I now I'm that girl that they'll be like, yeah, do you want to come out? Oh, do you want to like, let's walk to the shop together and just have a chat with. And it's not necessarily where I want to be, but it helps. I think it's also about believing in your own self-worth because and and making sure that other people understand what your achievements are because I don't know about you guys but there have definitely been times where I feel like I haven't owned my achievements in the way that somebody else might have and haven't spoken up to say look I actually did this thing that now has become some sort of blanket amorphous yeah. idea that now it's everyone's my boss that was my work you know that I was told off for that in my review and my boss was really? like you don't celebrate your work mm. and that's just but I think that's good. maybe something we've not been mm. taught yeah in the same way that other people are taught to have the um, courage of their own convictions or to celebrate their own achievements we're sort of you know I think it comes back to that idea of gratitude for even being in a space whereas other people might you know blow their own horn a bit more Mm -hmm. so i think that's something that i know i want to work at more to really own my own achievements in a work environment yeah i think work can be one of the most abusive relationships we're in and i don't (laughs) i don't i don't know if it's reflective of like our general position in in society in that you could say you've got race and gender against you or if it's that like socially there's other areas that we potentially fail or are fearful of failing in in terms of relationships family finance whatever and so i think i think that we commit to work too much and at the end of the day progression is like well if you can't see my worth then i'm gonna go Mm. but it's like one of these things that we tie ourselves to i don't know i don't know why i don't know why because at the end of the day if you've ticked the boxes and you feel like yeah i'm ready to level up and your workplace can't see that then why do you stay? And I think there's an element of like success and status with with your position at work, and it's sort of the one thing you can you can you can you can attempt to marry some security to. So if if my relationship's failing or my hair's not growing or I'm not losing weight or my bank balance isn't right, at least I can still say I've got a job. I've got a job and I'm good and it's like do you know what I don't actually have to stay wed to that place I think I think generally like as a professional I don't know I don't know if that's loaded with race race issues behind it or gender issues behind it but I just think at the end of the day we shouldn't be scared to move on 
Mm. And we stay in workplaces for far too long. They get far too much out of us mm. compared to what we get back. And if you can't see progression where you are um, and, and you want it, then make shift. Go. I think so. I think some of that comes back to like the early discussion about networks and just having people who can like give you entry routes into like other things. Because I think for most of us, like once you've had that realization that you you feel like you're getting nothing out of this, or you know they're they're take take take, and you know you're just really not getting what you need from them. You obviously do start to look. You do start to think about where next, and Mm -hmm. and like where where else we're bigger as well like I think we do have big ambitions as black women but again I do think it comes back to that if you don't have the luxury of of being like oh I know so and so at you know mm-hmm. this firm who could just be like oh I used to work with um, her she's great da, da, da. Yeah. like you can't you can, you just can't be as nimble as you would like so unfortunately yeah you'd love to be like two fingers up I'm out the door yeah, like mm-hmm. I know my worth but the reality is and I, and I don't think it's about being wedded it's I hate the word trapped, but sometimes it's mm. about being slightly trapped in a situation because you can't move quickly enough to, to kind of get out. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, there's obviously a lot of stats around there around like black women's financial state, which means that it does slow things down mm. and you can't just run at the speed of light when you want to. So, so I think that's like, I agree with all of that, but then it just comes back down to the hard reality yeah. of, I you wish I could do it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, like I would have left the moment she came into the company if I could <laughs> but I couldn't and it took me six months and like literally from the moment it was announced I was looking and it took me six months to sort of get it together and move on and even when I did move on I'll happily say it was someone that I knew and the position came open and um, obviously I had to go through a normal interview process but it definitely helped um, so yeah I think but it's just about getting your mind and saying right mm. even if it takes me six months a year I'm out of here because they're not treating me right so that's the town hall. Um, I think some there are quite a few points in the town hall, but the, there's two particular points that I took out from it. And I think celebrating your work is one of the points that I took yeah. from it. And mm-hmm. like, how can we do that in order to boost our chance of career progression? I think it's very difficult to... Cel- well, for me personally, celebrating myself is not something I do regularly. I find it very difficult to Why do. Not? Why not? I don't know. I just don't... I, I, prefer, I prefer to big up somebody else than big up myself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, thinking about how would I talk about myself and all the achievements that I've made, I find it very hard to, like, pick out all the things. And um, one of my colleagues said to me, even if your job was taking out the bins, that's something <laughs> in a job. Like, that's something that could boost you and you could say it in a way that people be like, oh, really? You you know what? Time to take them out on time. That it's not going to... I'm like, I didn't you even... You do the recycling yeah, and you yeah, do the you general... Separate, like, and I didn't even think of any of those things. And after she told me that, I've actually started to think about how can I, like, talk about my work and, like, what I do and my achievements at work. Like, it's very difficult. Yeah, I think sometimes we do a lot of things and we actually take it for granted. Mm-hmm. So we just think, oh, it's actually normal. Or alternatively, we did it, it was difficult. And then we're just so focused on doing the next thing that we don't even think about it. But mm. I don't really, I'm the biggest hypocrite because I don't really celebrate myself or my achievements. I'm just like, oh, everyone will be like, oh, well done. I'll be like, yeah, but there's 10 different things that I haven't done or there's 10 different skills that I need to learn. And so like, I always just naturally just focus on what I haven't done. And I think... Sometimes, 
not that we're at work in the place we are, but by the grace of God. But it's the type of thing where you're like, I'm here, I'm just here to get my head down, I'm here to do what I've got to do and I've got to bounce. You don't think about doing things like raising your profile or anything because all you're thinking about is, I just got to get through my review. Once I get through my review, that's cool. And that's that. And that's probably like the worst approach you can take because no one's going to big you up more than you'll big up yourself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like someone at work said it to me, there's a black guy who was like, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. And like sometimes yeah, you've done things and then what's mad about it is that you'll do things and because you didn't big yourself up when you did the good things, like God forbid you make a mistake or you miss a point, mm. everyone only remembers the bad things you did. But that's because there's no balance because you haven't really been reinforcing or reminding people about what you did. It's like you have to do inception in people's minds, especially if you want like a promotion. Like you have to start not manipulating, but saying, oh, do you remember that time I did this? Or mm. thinking about that, oh, I can do that because I previously did this. Like you have to like plant those little seeds of memories because if you don't then Becky will get promoted and you'll get upset it's so true it's, mm. that's me I'll be very vexed <laughs> you'll see me there with my face set she'll talk to me and I'll just be like don't talk to me you got the job I but it's I'm... something that has to be done though yeah. because I'm thinking like when I was at work um it was coming up to like annual appraisals and yeah. I kept looking at it, it's like I was like I need a pay rise I need a pay rise and my manager was happy to give it to me but she's like I need to evidence it when I started writing down all the things that I'd actually done I was like no you are like, I actually taken a PIWS mm-hmm. and actually you owe me like at least 10k mm-hmm. and it was only in, even that was a battle but the fact that I was able to actually sit down and go through it item by item Everything, yeah. but the fact that I hadn't done that in like three years mm. meant that I'd been missing out on like all of this pay and promotion <laughs> for all of those years mm. just because I didn't look and say actually excuse me guys I've been doing this that and the other these things that you're doing now, they were calculating um, annual leave for um, all of the employees by hand, like manually. No, you're lying to me. I'm so what? serious. I need to come and work at your right? workplace because I would have So all I did was ask for the calculation. All I did was ask for the calculation and I put it into a spreadsheet. Now Damn. HR uses the spreadsheet. Says how many hours? That's yeah. consultancy, you know. But like, mm. come on, I didn't say me. nothing. I'm just like, okay, yeah, tapping away, tapping away. And then suddenly I was like, hold on, hold on, you guys owe me money. Mm. And from that point, I'm always telling everybody what I do. Yeah, I don't think, like, I'm like um, Rachel and Natalie. I haven't really been my own champion. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, um, I feel like other people around me have been my, my champion. That's good, though. Um, yeah, so I'd say my manager has definitely been my champion. And, like, we have this thing at work where um, we do our reviews, like, every six months, and if we get a certain number, then when the bonus comes, you get more money than the regular hey. <laughs>
the role I was doing um, the role of my manager who left whilst I was on holiday so I was doing that role for a long time I was really annoyed about it oh, it was such a fight to even get the promotion of the title and then to get the pay on top it was scanty and it still is scanty and that still annoys okay, me babe. I know <laughs> I'm really sorry about it but having gone through that experience now I know I would never allow that to happen to me again sometimes not everyone can learn vicariously sometimes you have to go through the flames and be like no, next time. <laughs> no for real sometimes you have to go through the flames and like be like next time nobody's mugging me off mate you're gonna give me my cash dollar <laughs> it's true you're gonna give me it and I'm gonna itemise it in fact I remember an instant an occasion where I did like write an email to my boss because she asked me oh to itemise emails yeah she asked me me to do that because she had to take present it to her manager but the guy left in it and then it just fell in it fell in the gap and I didn't bother approaching it again because that place sometimes there's certain I like the workplace where I am now but there's certain things that they need to improve greatly on and in when it comes to paying people their worth, I think there's so much... So many workplaces like, need to improve on that. Oh, my gosh, like... They don't want to pay people. No, if they, they, if they can get you to. for cheaper, they'll get you for cheaper. Yeah. You have to be savvy. No one's going to come and tell you, you should negotiate this, you should negotiate that. And maybe it's because of the stage um, I was at when I entered. I, it didn't even occur to me. But then when I was now interviewing for my role that I came in on and they said that a salary was this, I said, you what? <laughs> yeah, that always burns. That. I said, that always burns. Huh? That always but, burns. It is what it is, and sometimes you just have to take the L and just learn that lesson, lesson and take it to the next step. But um, I mean, I'm like you. I will tell other people to do it, but I, I won't necessarily. But I'm learning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you it's know. a step by step process. Exactly. I think. So, but I also think it helps that you had that manager. You said like backs you because I think yeah. that makes a difference, and it also helps because in the future you feel like backing yourself as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. that is true. Yeah, because you, you did that for me actually, Natalie. Remember when I was. Like, oh, I don't know if I should yeah, be doing this. I don't know. And she was like, same. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, she, she had no sympathy for me. She just looked at me like, okay, why are you talking? Do you know what? There's something that it's like, I don't know why it's so easy for us to tell other people oh, what to do. Oh, it's so empowering. Yeah, it's so nice to see, like, to tell someone to do something and they do it and they get the results. But you don't do you it for yourself. Exactly. But I don't know what why. Is the way. Exactly. Like, even me, like, when it comes to writing my appraisal, yeah, they'll be like, you need to tell yourself. I'll be like, I did this, full stop, next line. I also did this, full stop, These next line. These one little sentences. I have also done this, full stop, next year, I hope to, if given the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my appraisal is just pathetic. So I have to write a new one, and I'm going to really try it and, like... First of all, not say I did this, but like really sell it. I Use added value. I language, did this. Man. Yeah, yeah. I Are liaised. You... I blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. And just it's like um. Like when you're in an interview and they say use the star technique, you got to use it for that. So it's like situation, task, task. action, what's it, and result. result. But then you add like extra that. R. Nor have I, review. I haven't heard yeah. of that. Have you not? Mm-mm. That's like yeah. a standard I like um, whole, Are you going to bang interview. though? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you can't yeah. say I did, I did, I did, I did. Exactly. It was like you did and then what was the yeah. impact? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it can't just be a list of actions. So yeah. the, the, um, See, what's gonna, it? The A is action. And the result, the result, the impact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the best way to think about it. 
it's funny whenever I have like my appraisal with my manager we both sit there and we start laughing because we're like this is nonsense really but we're just gonna go through the we're gonna go through the motions and she's always like okay so remember these are your goals for next time I forget man I don't <laughs> remember anything but <laughs> this is a difficult one for me you know I had like in my first in my first experience of um, career progression there was like a cultural shift. So my my first workplace, and I'll often refer to my first boss really fondly because she was just the best. And um, she's a fellow Alessia as well. Is it? Black female. Oh, yes. 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 Um, but she she truly was like, she knew her team. She knew the C- mm. our CVs inside out. And she was like, look, I've employed you because you can do this. I can't do it. That's why I've employed you. Mm. And she would constantly keep us on our toes about reviewing our work and highlight what we've done well. And then when I changed career, I was like, rah, like, you're going to have to walk around this place puffing your chest. Like, if you want to get noticed, um, I'm actually going to... I noticed, like, people who are moving up to head of year, head of department, they're just shouting, shouting, shouting from the rooftops. And I was like, you're not doing anything that I don't do, but it's that whole, you have to make Mm. it known. Everywhere you go, you make it known. Every staff bulletin, every Mm. assembly, every newsletter, every email, every everything. And... um, I think this one strikes a nerve for me today because remember, two months ago, was it last month? Oh, I didn't yeah. get that job. Yeah. 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 And so, like, I've got really good at um, speaking myself up. Good. And I'm quite good at, like, looking at the job that I want, having that job description and thinking, all right, what am I going to, what am I working towards? My whole mm. mantra at work is, like, what do I want to say at my next interview? So I need oh, to be able to... I like to, that interview. Yeah. I like so that I think, right, everything I do in this role has to be good enough so when I sit in my next interview, I can say, whilst I was, I did blah, blah, blah. Mm. However, in terms of career progression, the interview that I just went for, they told me my, re- my answer sounded too rehearsed. I hate that. Mm. Like, hate that kind that. of feedback how wasn't you useful. you go somewhere and not... You're asking me a question, I'm going to answer it how I want to answer it. How yeah. did that rehearse? You don't know what so, they're going to ask you. But this is the thing, and to oh me, I was like, well, I knew what I was talking about. I know that I'm more than competent at the role. I've done it before. So it wasn't a matter of being rehearsed. It was just that I knew. Yeah. Um, so because you were self-assured... Yeah, so now there's this balance. So we're talking about our oh, being confident, right, promoting yourself yeah. versus... And you know what? Not every feedback is useful. No, yeah, that's know. true. Like, there could, there could be a number of other factors as to yeah. why I wasn't the person for the job. And to, to be fair, like, I will be progressing to that role just somewhere else. But the point... Energy. <laughs> Energy. Somewhere else. But the point, the point is now, I'm like... Right. I mean, I'm saying it doesn't stick, but to summon, you have to listen just a little bit because it was feedback. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I, I knew what I was saying too much. I think it's one of those ones that that sounds like a nonsense excuse to me anyway. Yeah. From, even from I when you said just, it, it just didn't take to yeah. you, and then you need to just be real. One yeah, thing, exactly. the silver lining of going through that experience is now you know what they really think of you, and <laughs> you know that that's not somewhere that you need to stay unnecessarily yeah, long because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. because you're you have the experience, you're able to put it across. They said it's too rehearsed. That's nonsense. Basically, they just didn't want to give you that role. Why they didn't want to give you that role, you might never know the answer. Mm. But it shows that when you're when you want to. Um, go for that role again this is not the place in which to do it mm-hmm. so it means it's going to be somewhere else and I think that's really the the learning curve and lesson out of that because we can do all these things we can say oh we should do this that and the other but the workplace doesn't necessarily work like one plus one equals two sometimes one plus one equals seven because of other yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, then, but then that's the other factor so 
in terms of like career progression, everybody, and I think Natalie, you were speaking about that trajectory, that 45 degree, you just go up, up, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And everybody expects that, you know, naturally you will grow and yeah. go up. And so I have a few friends who are like, oh, but you should be this by now, you should be this by now. Ah. And it's like, maybe I should be, but also like work is one factor in my life. Mm-hmm. So one of my problems with career progression, personally myself at mm-hmm. the moment, is that in my in my profession sector, naturally you get a pay grade. So it's oh, yeah. you grow up naturally and then your responsibilities also add money. So I'm like at the top of my pay grade just naturally for the work that I do, mm. being 10 years in. And then um, the role that I would do, the responsibility that I add, adds obviously another monetary value. Because of the amount of time I've served in my role, financially, I should be somewhere else I should yeah. be like senior leadership Mm-mm. I don't want senior leadership right now so pro- career progression then for me it's like a lot of people are saying oh because of your experience because of your skill yeah. because of what you're worth you should be moving up mm. and for me I'm like I understand what progression looks like in this workplace what progression looks like for me and because of my other responsibilities as a mom, as a partner the other things that I want to pursue I don't necessarily want to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting aspect to career development um, or progression when you know the reasons why. I know like there's some people, like my mum, for example, who should be further up and it's confidence. The Mm -hmm. reason why she's Mm -hmm. not progressing is because she's not confident. Or I think she's not confident. But I know that I'm not moving up because I'm trying to make sure I maintain work-life balance and self-preservation. And it's interesting when other people think you should be somewhere where you don't want to be as well. Do you know what? I always feel that, like, I will never comment and say to someone, you should be here, you should be there, you should be there, because the workplace is so political. So much about how you you get paid and what your trajectory is is about your environment. So if you've been in a particular school where you're purposefully being held back, you're not going to be at the same position that someone who else is in a school where they have the support of the senior mm. leadership team is going to be. And also, I think there's a lot to be said about... We want career progression, but I think the focus, for me, I have learnt the focus should be on the actual quality of the work that I'm doing yeah. mm-hmm. rather than the title. So, like, for example, the firm that I work at now, they just have associate, but most law firms have, like, junior associate, associate, senior associate. Everyone's like, oh, you're senior, senior associate. I was like... I, I don't care about being called a senior associate. What I do care about is like, right, am I building the skills that I need to build so that when I really want to take the leap I need to take, I have all this like bows to my string or string to my bow, whatever you call it. And so I know people that have left places and law firms because they wanted to go from associate to senior associate, when in reality, there's no guarantee that one, you don't get a pay rise, two, mm. you get more responsibility because you're called senior, but three, there's no guarantee that you're going to be doing the work that you need to be doing or get where you need to get. So for me, my focus has been always on what am I actually doing? But that in itself can have a disadvantage because then if I'm not pushing myself to be up the ranks, am I really going to get paid what I deserve? Mm -hmm. And so there's always that balance. But then I agree with you, like, am I going to kill myself to become partner or, you know, of counsel or just underneath, you know, a partner or be really senior and then be working all the hours under the sun? It doesn't make... That's it doesn't mean, make sense. Yeah, There's yeah. no amount of money you're going to pay me that's going to justify that. So it's mm. always that balance. And I think there will be times when your your career is flying and there will be times where you're a bit stagnant. But 
as long as those times suit you in certain periods of your life, mm. surely that's what counts the most. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. But then I wonder if stagnant is even stagnant because everyone's kind of really focused on this kind of vertical progression of going up. Yeah. And never considering actually horizontally, if yeah. you keep going from side to side and you're actually learning new skills like you're talking about, that's not that doesn't mean you stop progressing. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I feel like my career yeah. experience is more horizontal. Mine like, as well. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed this before. Like every role I have, I feel like I just learned, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> Somehow, I'm also managing to go across, but also slightly up sometimes yeah, as well. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So it can be across as well, as long as you're you're getting all the experiences. And one thing that I always get as feedback in interviews and stuff is like, oh, you've done such a broad um, right. range of things, mm-hmm. like really nice so skill set there well, and yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, yes, man, because mine's adaptable. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's adaptable, so, so I, you can put me anywhere, even if I don't have the experience. I, I twist it, learn, yeah. exactly. I learn quickly, and you know my colleagues like me because I'm able to learn the ropes mm. quickly, and I just get the job done. That's why I'm able to go from all these places without like kind of stuttering or, or tripping up because yeah. I am just yeah. okay. You're hired. You're hired. <laughs> yeah. You have the job, fam. You have the job. This leads nicely onto my next point. Um, do we, as black women, become too comfortable in our roles, which can make it difficult to progress or move forward? 100 percent and i'll say we become comfortable because we kind of have that perception whether it's real or in our mind of that it'll be difficult for us to find our next role just because of all the biases and etc etc um working against us i feel like um some of it is fact that some of it is also our own we're putting that on ourselves and so that's stopping us so i think in in terms of when it's crossing those kind of lines of like um race and gender we can't ignore the impact that that has on us in the working environment so yeah that kind of stops us and also something that everybody um suffers from but maybe us more i can't really speak for any other races or whatever but imposter Imposter syndrome syndrome. yeah 100 percent that holds us back because we're like yeah exactly me and i feel like we'll never kind of get rid of it i don't think any human being on earth ever gets rid of it but what we need to do as individuals is try and kind of stifle that that voice in us that says you a whole you doing that no nah, yeah. you can't do that why are you here you don't even deserve to be here and i think that's something that we actively have to work to like what's root out of our psyche and if we don't do that then we're gonna stay stagnant we're gonna stay in the same place and we're not gonna progress so it's a like it's a psychological thing but it's also in terms of environment if you're in a healthy environment helpful environment or not as well I think it's also about the the, the fear of failure yes and it's like how failure is perceived like you know we're talking about like stress and anxiety and we were saying that you know people feel like they couldn't go and talk tell their family members that they want to take four weeks off for depression or something like that Mm. can you imagine if you had one job and then you go for a completely different job and then it doesn't work out and then you're in a stopgap how that can be interpreted so sometimes people be like bear the devil I know I'm just going to stay here I'm not really going to try anything new and you know I'm it's all right the money I'm getting is kind of okay because we don't we don't have that parachute of support that if we mm-hmm. try something completely left field and it flops that we're not going to have support whereas other people will just be living their wildest life thinking one minute I was a teacher next minute I wanted to be a fashion yeah. mm-hmm. then I wanted to be a lawyer then I wanted to be a social worker whereas me is like all I know how to do is be a lawyer so I'm just going to be a lawyer for the rest of my mm-hmm. life I think, I think especially a, um, coming from like an Afro-Caribbean background that that to put into context, that is something that's quite um, 
that plays a big part in us because can you like I do not speak about my career with my parents are you mad like I just want peace in my life <laughs> <laughs> that's it how's the job <laughs> fine my answer is fine every single time even if it's not fine it's fine because I can't be doing oh why are you not doing this why are you not doing that there's just really not that understanding sometimes no, not at all so you just a different generation yeah exactly so they're expecting something that sometimes is not something that can happen yeah whereas exactly. back in the day it could happen quick quick but yeah i don't know i feel like this thing that we're describing as being comfortable i think it's discomfort it's discomfort with promoting ourselves it's discomfort yeah, with no, identifying agree, ourselves yeah. but i think it's also a discomfort because especially as black women we're taught go into the workplace be professional you will climb the ladder mm, that's yeah. fine keep work quiet. twice as hard yeah. yeah but then you get to this point where that's enough like they expect you to be good yeah. But because you've now separated this kind of personal personality element, because you're told to just be professional, it's missing. And I see it so many, so much with like the mentees are coming through. Of like I'm helping with their applications for training contracts and stuff. So like, when I say to them, like you know, tell me who you are, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm adaptable. I'm you know, yeah, sounds like, boring. I'm like, sound boring. Like I don't know who you are. Tell me who you are. So then I ask them about something that they like. Suddenly all this passion ignites. Yeah. But that's the thing that they don't bring with them to work because they've been told all this time. Yeah, leave it at home. Don't tell people who you are. Just show them what you can do. And then now get into this age where we're suddenly having to bring those two things back together so that we can progress. Yeah. It's difficult. It's like living two separate lives. And I think a lot of that is that discomfort. Like, how do you introduce your personal self mm-hmm. into work? Mm. Do you know what? That that was also feedback that the woman gave me. She really? Was, yeah, a, a whole me. She said, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh exactly what you said listen yeah so I came and obviously they laid down the questions and I laid down all the impact that I've had and this is what I do this is what I do and then the feedback was we didn't get a sense that you could lead people we didn't see your personality and I was like yeah but they like Uh, I I like that to a certain extent because I like what do you have to do do you have to do backflips so you you enter into the interview room and backflip onto the table this is me I'm here I'm ready to do a little jig as well it was a bit more painful because I already worked there and and then like I don't know you know I just, I, I, maybe I was nervous because I'm on maternity leave and it's yeah, still, a lot quite, it's on, still yeah. quite a new place because I only started there in September. But equally, you know, you don't want to come into an interview like, I'm not saying my personality is that I'm an ass, but I'm not going to come in doing backflips and flipping my hair and be like, yay, unruly. Like, you'll get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get to know me when I'm here, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah. so it's that, it is that balance yeah. of like... That, that's the difficulty. And the other thing is like, in the climate of sort of our... Uh, like I may, I'm I'm gonna be like conspiracy here, but in that climate of we want more diversity, yeah. maybe yeah. when you're coming with your professional self, they're like, oh, we wanted more black. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah, what, 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 is, yeah. what is it that they, they want. They definitely because, don't want more black. Diversity what, is a buzzword. But what is more? <laughs> what is more black? If my whole black self is my I'm professional self. I, I actually think it's more of the things that one of my friends. She went for um, a few interviews and she wasn't getting them. And I sat down with her and I was like, seriously, when I first met you, I couldn't say I liked you. I thought you were efficient and professional, and I was happy to like relate with you on a professional level to see where we could both go. But it wasn't until I sat down and got to know you mm-hmm. that I, I saw you. yeah That's who you were. It. And what, when I realised it, I was like actually if you go into your interviews because she was she's she cooks you know she's learning arabic all of these other things i'm like bring it to your interview yeah 
Like, this is the things they like. My, one of the other girls I was speaking to, she runs. Talk about your running. But they how and when? Because I think it's more of a case of, like, you know when they've got the examples, like, show us a time when you've been resilient or whatever yeah. nonsense oh, it was. It's bringing questions. in those little personal yeah. things. Personal yeah. things from outside yeah. of work. Yeah. And I think that's and really that's important. That's what's missing. It's not just in an interview set- setting, but in, in work in general. I think Definitely. we, I think we're all millennials here and that whole personality that you're bringing into the workplace is very important now because... That's what they're saying in the interview. Or when I, I sit with the recruitment team, so when I hear them, they're like, oh, this person sounded boring or whatever. They want to see you in come out as an individual. They want to... Because the reason why they want to see that is they want to see if you're a cultural fit. If you're just sitting there, sorry, and sounding like a robot, they can not They can tell that you can probably do the job, but will you blend in with the people around you? Will, you? will you get on with the people around you? Or will you kind of rub people up the wrong way because you're a bit too dry? Depending on your... <laughs> <laughs> And so, like you said, it's a cultural thing. It's not good enough now just to come to work and to show up and to do your work. Mm. You actually need to make the effort to embed yourself in your other co- the your other colleagues' lives. Find out what they like. Talk to them. I have so much jokes with my colleagues because I, I but I feel like that's my personality in anyway. I'm a bit cheeky. I'm borderline rude. You know what I mean? Borderline. But, <laughs> borderline. Borderline. But that's also how I found out so much about them and I really enjoy getting to know new people in the workplace and I can have a little bit of banter with them. But if I'm literally just coming to workplace, sitting at my desk, keeping my head down, then when the clock strikes six, going home... What does that say about me? I'm not really doing anything in the workplace. They're not going to look at me and say, oh, yeah, this person can be promoted for this or I recommend this person because they can't see how you're relating to anybody else in the workplace. You're literally just a factory worker coming to clock in and clock out. It's so important these days that you don't do what your family probably always told you, which is just go and do your job, keep your head down, don't say anything else. Now, I'm sorry, you do need to go to the pub sometimes Mm -hmm. when they're having drinks after work. You do need to sign those leaving cards. You do need to put some money in sometimes. You do need to do all of those things. And I've started to do that more in my current role. The more I do that, the more I actually find, like, I actually like people. And so when we have, like... um, like our summer party and our Christmas party, I can actually have fun because I can talk to lots of different people and we might have affinity on all sorts of different levels and you get more out of it as a person and you don't feel like you're just a rat in a wheel. Yeah, yeah. I feel like since I joined this new firm, I just thought, well, yellow in it, I don't have time, so <laughs> I'm just going to, like, just be you myself. <laughs> I feel like I've actually got more out of it because people have yeah. been able to talk to me more and I've just been, like, transparent about how I felt that day, what's going on, what my plans for my hair and my next week are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How many different men are trash? Like, I've just been quite... <laughs> I've just been quite transparent. But it's easier said than done because mm-hmm. it takes a certain level of confidence mm-hmm. to get to that point. Like, we're a similar age, so we've been working yeah. for a similar period of time. And then, similar age? You make it sound like it's two years between us. There's months, <laughs> Similar age. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Borderline rude. <laughs> but, like, but it takes time, and then there has yeah. to be a certain level of trust, because for me to go into a corporate law firm and be like, burn these people, man, I just need to pass my probations, I could pay my mortgage, I just need to be transparent. You have to just have that trust that those people are okay, and then you always still have to have those boundaries as well. Mm-hmm. I can't tell them all my business, I can't mm-hmm. tell them everything. But that was because I thought, nah, this is another law firm, 
I have to be here for a minimum of two and a half years. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Like, I'm just going to be chill. And it worked out in my favour. Mm -hmm. Good. So it, it just, it does take time. And I feel like if you're ever going to be in a situation where people are saying like, oh, your answers were robotic or we don't really, we didn't really get to know you. I, when I used to do graduate recruitment, I used to see that feedback a lot used for like black candidates. And I used to pull them up on it. And I was like, at the end of the day, like if someone's coming into an environment that they're not used to, where they're not seeing anyone that looks like them, of course their answers are going to be a bit rehearsed. Of course they're going to be a bit nervous. It, it's just the, it's just the way How that it is. How interviews work. You're going there, you don't even know the But people. even, like, even, like, sometimes I feel, like, when it comes to promotion and thinking about taking people to the next level, sometimes I feel like that feedback is used against people who are driven and who are focused. Mm -hmm. It's difficult because we're asking people to be all things to all people. Like, you need yep. to be focused, you need to be driven, but you need to go social, but you need to do this, but you need to be a partner, but you need to have a family. It's actually tiring. Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. it's, it's... And that's why, like, for me, I feel like career progression and development, you have to do it on your own terms at a pace that works for you. Absolutely. And I feel like sometimes as well, you... If you really want to develop your career, you need to think about what can possibly make you stand out and where you can identify gaps. So for me, one of the things that I did before I started this new job is I went to go and do Prince 2, like, management. Because obviously I know I'm a lawyer, but... I've done that, yeah. Yeah, you should, but you should do it. It's a good course. the idea that, like, we do these massive cases and we have these massive internal projects, but lawyers are terrible project managers. They always go over budget. They always go over time. And more importantly, they, are ter they have terrible communication skills and they're completely mm. disorganised. And you wouldn't think that that's how they would be. And it's only until I did that course, I was like, right, we don't do any of these things at work and we're working on these massive projects. And so now I have that. And when different projects come in, I can be like, by the way, I know how to do project management and now I'm taking responsibility for something that I wouldn't necessarily have got because I have done something that's going to make me stand out. Mm -hmm. So that's a different aspect of it. Well, like, if you can't see, like, immediate tra trajectory, like, oh, 45 degree, probably think about... What is it that you can do? Like that Prince Two course is it freaking expensive? But it was so only, expensive. That's why I was put off. Woo, but it's only it's only a week, and if you utilize it well, it can make you stand out. Mm. I'm going to use that as a shout out actually if anyone knows where you can do a Prince 2 course <laughs> yes <laughs> please on the budget or offer it then let us know mm. so just kind of closing up now I'm so sad I really want to talk about this for longer but is there any like advice you would give for somebody who really wants to progress in their career unsure of what they can do unsure of how they can boost themselves or be more confident in themselves to go forward in their career I would say have a plan like if, if you know you want to progress, have an idea of what that actually means. Mm. Like, what does it actually... Like, what does it actually mean for you to progress? Does it mean that you want more money? Does you actually want more responsibility? Do you want a title? Like, what is important to you? And take it from there. That's yeah. what that's what I would personally do. I agree with that as well. And I'd say, like, start with taking stock of where you are now, what you've done now. Even if that means sitting down with your manager going, oh, like when I did this project, what was the feedback or going back? If you're, even if you're just in education, whatever it is that you've been doing and you have achieved, making, taking stock of that and then keeping a constant log of it. Mm. And then for me, what I do is I've written my profile of what I want my profile to say in 20 years time. And oh, I'm working sick. backwards like from that. that. Yeah, I like that. Oh, you're one of them people. Yeah, like, working backwards <laughs> from that, like, I want to know, like, what would you say when, you know, you're calling me up on stage to come and do a talk? What are you going to, how are you going to introduce me? Mm. Okay, what do I need to do to I'm get buff. there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just need to make sure I stay buff for the next 20 years. No, I'm being serious, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip, but no, I like that. I actually really like that. Um, I think I would say 
that, I, and I, I did say it in the town halls as well, like, I don't think you should feel like you have to stay. If you feel like yes. if you feel like you've served your purpose and both parties in the workplace have have reached their limits and you can't progress any further, it's it's fine to move across and up or up somewhere else. Um, and like I said earlier, I always um, I always my my mantra is what do I want to say at my next interview to make sure to make sure for myself that I'm continuing to be effective in my role but also to look at, well, what is it that I need to be able to build so that I can sit on the interview seat for the next role that I want. And to caveat that, move a plan. Don't jump ship just because you're vexed because John and Cindy came in and got the promotion over mm-hmm. you. Take stock, make your move when you've planned it out. Yeah, yeah. And then go. agreed. Um, my point would be, oh my gosh, it just flew out of my head. It needs to come back in again. Um, oh, yes, that was it. So, basically, you don't always, like um, Aset just said, you don't always need to look outside. Sometimes investigate what's available in your workplace. These guys mentioned Prince too. There's a lot of workplaces that will support you learning those things and will pay for it as long as there might be, like, terms and conditions. Like, you might need to have to continue working there for at least a year or something or two years. So, you don't always need to um, fund your own career progression. Um, yeah, see what mm-hmm. opportunities are available within your workplace have that chat with your manager um and then that doesn't necessarily mean they'll be responsive or help you but at least you've done what you can sometimes people don't get certain opportunities because they never opened their mouth and they didn't ask Mm -hmm, if you don't mm -hmm. ask you won't get sometimes you see other people doing xyz you're like how the hell are they doing that it's because they open their mouth they ask so don't be afraid to ask if there's any way that your workplace can support you to do certain things. And obviously, when you do that, you present it to them in a way that the business will benefit from you having these particular skills. So try as much as possible to always kind of finesse that if you can within a workplace. If not, um, another thing that you can also do is ask your colleagues and ask your manager... Um, what ways could I improve? What would take me to that next level? Because those are the people that are working with you every day and hopefully they would have some constructive criticism to give you and that's kind of like an easy way of finding out um, what is required for you to move ahead in that particular workplace. It might not necessarily be applicable everywhere but at least it's real people that you're working with on a day-to-day basis that would be providing you mm. with feedback. And whether you take that or not, that's on you, but at least you'll have that kind of perspective to work off of. And that's those are my points. Um, I think my point would be there's no limits, there's no barriers. I think a lot of people, when they look yeah, at career progression, they might just look at the next level up or and then they'll just leave it at that. Sometimes you could go two levels up, three levels up. Mm-hmm. You need to look at the job description and look at exactly what they're asking. A lot of the time you can do those. You sometimes are even doing it in your role, but they've worded it in a way that you just look at it and think, oh, I can't do that or I can't. I think can't in career progression, you shouldn't use it. You should just keep trying to push forward. Um, looking for courses as well, like you guys have mentioned, I think is good as well. And um, just noting down like what you're actually doing, especially if it's something big that you're really proud of yourself. Someone might not have said, oh, well done for doing this. But if you're really happy with the work and the level of things that you've done, I think it's good to note it down and make sure that you take note of it, use it in your CV or whatever, Mm. your application, personal statements and stuff like that. I think that's those are the points that I would make. Um, so yeah, I'm sad. Yeah. Another episode's ending, but thank you guys for All listening to us. All good things come to an end. Yes, <laughs> thank you for listening to us again. Um, I just want to put our social media out there. It is at bww podcast uk on 
Instagram and Twitter. And our email is blackwomenworkinguk <laughs> at gmail.com. She reading this like Floyd. Listen, 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 listen. I am not going to get corned again on this podcast for saying it wrong. So I have to say it right. It's going to be right this time, okay? Thank you guys for listening to us. Bye. That's it. Bye.